College basketball fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to banter back and forth and talk some college hoops. And we are now down to the Final Four. If anybody's listened to the podcast prior to this, you know my co-host is freaking out being a North Carolina fan. Not just being a North Carolina fan and, you know, the Tar Heels in the Final Four. But the thing we even discussed on the last show, like, wow, could you imagine if this happened? Duke and North Carolina meeting in the Final Four for the first time ever. And it, they've had a long, long-standing rival on Coach K's last year. I mean, even if he came back last year or next year, we were just talking off air, it, it wouldn't happen anyway. You know, this wouldn't happen. So um, we got ourselves, you know, a hell of a matchup here. Number eight, North Carolina, really the eight seed, the only one that stands out, and this is still Blue Bloods facing the number two Dukes uh, team, and then number one Kansas against number two Villanova. So we had all sorts of stuff happen. We had a 15th seed in the Elite Eight for the very first time. Like, crazy stuff happened. So that first Thursday was nuts. This last Thursday was pretty damn good. But as the games went by, as the days went by, the, the games became more one-sided. It one-sided, and here we are. It was a hell of a run. It was fun, and we, I remember asking, hey, does this mean we're going to have just an oddball Final Four, or does it mean we're just going to, you know, all hell's going to break, break loose until the Elite Eight? And we couldn't really figure out because we knew this had the 2020 vibes of there's no great team, and there's about whatever, six, eight, ten, maybe you could even make the argument 12 teams that could, you know, uh, cut down the nets at the end. Year so here we are. Um, we'll do just some light recap of the last handful of games. We won't spend much time on that just because it is Wednesday. Life got in the way uh, a couple of times this week. Otherwise, we would have done it Monday. I had computer issues, then I got the flu. Yada yada yada. But we are here. We are here, no doubt about it. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. You don't need to go to Blog Talk of Ropadope and download the show there or, or um, you know, listen to the browser. You can find the College Ball Show under the Ropadope Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spricker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, whole lot of places. We're also part of the Grueling Truth um, Sports Podcast Network. And one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called DirecTV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. It's the best of live TV on demand. No annual contract, no hidden fees. If you upgrade to the choice or ultimate package, that gives you three free months of HBO Max. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks with no additional fee. If you go all the way to the premium package, that gives you HBO Max and Showtime all included. That's DirecTV Stream. Okay. Let's bring in my overly excited, for great reason, I shouldn't say overly excited, but just got to be just running on nerves at this point, and it's Wednesday. Um, Marshall, what's going on, man? Your dream has come true, my friend. I, uh, yeah, you know, after the 
after the Baylor upset, I was like, you know what? There's a chance. But in the back of my head, I'm like, man, Texas Tech, I've watched them play a lot this year. We, we've hyped them up on the show a lot. A lot of people in Vegas have bet them at 100 to 1 to win the title like a couple months ago. I'm like, Texas Tech, Duke, that's going to be a tough matchup because Texas Tech plays good defense. But hey, Duke, that, that was a close game. Uh, but down the stretch, Roach for Duke couldn't miss. And I was like, all right, well, you know, now Duke at Arkansas, and that really, never really was a game. And I felt that Carolina St. Peter's was, I mean, it, it just it just started clicking, and I was getting more and more antsy. I'm like, you know what? All right, so Duke beat Arkansas. Now it's time for Carolina to beat St. Peter's, like the Cinderella, the shoe's going to fall off. And now we have a game to where um, uh, my mom is flying. My mom just visited me. She's now flying. She literally bought a ticket today to fly back down just for Saturday. Because this is the same mom of mine who literally has been like ever since I was a little kid knows it's like, oh, I, I can't, I, I got to turn this off. And she's not even a huge sports fan, but she knows how much I take this game. So she's flying down to watch it with me. Uh, my girlfriend's watching this game with me and she's not, she's only sat through one Carolina Duke game this year. So it's going to be a, a very fun weekend. Um, win or lose, this will probably be the biggest sporting event of my life I've ever been able to witness. Um, I was thinking about even maybe even looking at going, but get this, Chris. So before the Sweet 16 like weekend started, you could get into the Final Four in New Orleans for $200 or nosebleed tickets. After Duke won, nosebleed tickets were 480 After Carolina won to clinch the Carolina-Duke matchup, to get in the door right. with like ticket fees, it's like eight seventy, and that it, that it that does suck because I mean and that's in the lots... stadium too, so it's it's real deal nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah, because I yeah, you're, if you're sitting nosebleeds, I mean you're you're meant to watch a football game there. That that court's looking small. You're looking at do... the screen. Yeah, and, and obviously I, I get why the tickets jack up, but man, you know, for a lot, I mean, a lot, I think a lot of people are in, uh, in our country. Probably can't afford nine hundred dollars. You're using a credit card, but nonetheless, I'll be at a sports bar watching, probably having more than a couple of drinks before the game to try to somehow prepare. But just to just to well, summarize, Chris, going to say you're going to watch the game I, at a sports bar? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I can't. I can't watch, watch it at home. home. Oh no, no. I got. I got to go to a sports bar. I. Um, I'm just going to just find 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 my drink of choice for the day and stick with it. And just pray, and we'll see what happens. Um, I'm I've been eating healthy, sleeping healthy. I've been trying to just maintain my my low blood pressure this week because come about Thursday night, Friday morning, I'm gonna start thinking, oh my god! And once the game tips off, um, I'm very excited. Uh, Carolina Duke. Yeah, I've been uh, obviously it, the crazy. I'll, I'll I'll give you this stat. And I'll throw it back to you just to show how close these rivals have been. This will be the 100th time. Coach K is coaching a Carolina Duke game. Um, Duke has 50 wins. Carolina has 49 wins. I believe Carolina has been outscored 13 points in the past 100 times they've played Duke. So, I mean, yeah, this I remember is over a, the last few years we've been documenting I, that, seeing the points and everything. It's it's crazy. I, I'm 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 getting. It's hard for me to talk about now because I'm getting anxious and nervous again. But. It'll be the second game of the Final Four. Um, Kansas and Villanova obviously are first. Duke Carolina nightcap probably tips off around eight o'clock Central Time for us people in the Midwest. But man, I hey, um, just talk a little bit of basketball. Obviously, the Carolina St. Peter's game. 
Carolina, St. Peter's, you had a hell of a run. You, you, I mean, you knocked off Kentucky. You, you, you knocked off Purdue. You beat Murray State. Props to you. You got exposure. That game was over club. before it started, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just like, oh, there it goes. Like that one, that went quick, dude. I yeah, was expecting it, uh, at least you know some kind of competitiveness in the first half. Yeah, and, and at St. Peter's, I mean, I don't even know if they came off nerves, but they're literally for the first five minutes of that game, both teams had about six or seven shots rim out. I mean, if if St. Peter's you know gets that glass slipper on, maybe halftime, it's a different story. But Carolina kind of put their foot down. Um, Baycott, who is Carolina's center, I believe he went 22 and 16. St. Peter's didn't really have a big that could match um, uh, Carolina's uh, big. So that was a hell of an effort, but I'm happy Carolina got it done. Uh, but obviously the Carolina game, to beat UCLA, that one was neck and neck the whole way through. Um, Love hit a couple of clutch threes at the end, but, man, it, it's a it's a – it's been a great journey. Upset Baylor was huge. UCLA was a coin flip game. They were able to pull that out. You beat St. Peter's. Now you get your arch rival. Um, but, yeah, I think Carolina, from a Bayon perspective, they were, like, I think, like, 25 or 24 to 1 to win the region, so or 30. So if you pick Carolina to win the region, that was a, a nice a nice handsome payday, Chris. So the, the East region has the, the Tar Heels coming out of it, and the West has the Duke Blue Devils coming out of it, Chris. Well, and just backing up real quick to last Thursday, sure. the biggest part, obviously, that stood out right away was Arkansas and Gonzaga and how they, uh, they you know, knocked off Gonzaga. Um, Houston was a slight favorite, I believe. They, you know, Arizona was grinding in the game, but it just it didn't matter. Houston whooped them up enough to, to win cleanly. The Nova Michigan game had its moments. Like you mentioned earlier, Texas Tech-Duke, that was a grinded-out game, 78-73. You know, tough down the stretch. But once again, Gonzaga coming up short. Um, I haven't really heard, besides on this podcast, um, much thought of, hey, why doesn't Gonzaga go to a different conference? You don't think they could get in? Not even that, but it's more money. Like, isn't it more money just from the TV stuff? And mm-hmm. I know that you can make an argument that if you have a struggling season, you know, in there someplace, like a lot of teams do. And I mean, not struggle, but not, you know, be one of the top two or three every year in, a, in the Big 12, let's say. You know, maybe they would lose a little ticket revenue or something like that. But overall, you, you know, the money's got to make up for any kind of ticket revenue in a, in a mediocre year. Um, and it would only help. They're already recruiting at such a high level. It would only help that. And I just don't hear it on a national platform at all. And it's like we we documented it the last few years of like, man, are they really are they ever going to do it? Like the last couple of years has been some of the last a few times the last decade has been their best chances. And, you know, we mentioned it 25 years in a row won a goddamn conference. We were freaking out when Kansas wins, you know, multiple, you know, several years in a row. But now, you know, they've tied or gotten beat or whatever. And it just, you need back-to-back losses in a season. You need to be down in the dumps. You need to have a shit, you know, when they have crappy performances, they still win. Not that they have a lot of crappy performances, but they don't play at a high, high level. They can still beat these teams. St. Mary's is the only one that gives them 
a run. They beat them this year, but they hadn't beat them a whole lot in the last decade. I think it's just so obvious, especially with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, um, the Big 12 might as well try to be the best they could be in basketball, much like the Big East did. And, I, I, I mean, you think that's going to happen here soon? Or, or that maybe they're waiting for the Big 12 to, to you know, get torn up a little bit. Otherwise, the Pac-12 seems pretty obvious. But it just seems like, what the hell? But you also mentioned, you know, that 67-64. That was a grinded-out game with St. Peter's and Purdue. That was awesome. Uh, your Tar Heels grinded out UCLA, a tight game. Providence, Kansas, you know, it was it was competitive. It was competitive. And then it seemed like the last game of the night, Miami, Ohio, uh, Ohio State, set the tone for pretty much the rest of the week. And don't get me wrong, Houston and Villanova, for obviously reasons, were, was a really tight game. Sunday, there was no, you know, it was blowout central, but – I mean, I, 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 you know, Gonzaga, hell of a program, um, but what the hell, dude? They got to do it. That's the only answer that we could get, that that's possible. That that's not why they're winning one of these chips. It, they just had too much talent, and to go from January to almost mid March without basically playing anybody besides St. Mary's, it just seems like the competitive nature. It's like they're not used to adversity, and then when it's there, they're like, oh shit. I, I'm with you. Um, this is another year. Why? Well, I, I, you can't. I, you can't call last year a disappointment. You made it to the championship and you got your ass whooped by a more athletic team. Like, but I mean, to make it to the last two teams in the tournament, I, you can't call that a bad year. They expected to win it, but that's a, a thumbs up. Like that's a hell of a season. This year, though, it's a disappointment because you were again the number one overall seed the favorite to win the tournament or one of the top two, three favorites in Vegas. And you got beat by a team who really that, that Duke's really doesn't even give Arkansas justice. Arkansas was never in that game against Duke at all. Like, and they were pretty much down. I, I just, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not sure what Arkansas really did to just outplay Gonzaga, but maybe it's, maybe you could say they're more athletic the, the, they don't have the basketball skill set. I think there's more guys who are getting pro looks uh, from the NBA on Gonzaga's team than Arkansas right now. I mean, that, that uh, Note, that J.D. Note for Arkansas that everyone loves. I, I've watched Arkansas play a handful of games here. The, the guy is not special to me. Like, and, I mean, Greg Gonzaga alone has uh, Chet and they have Timmy. And their guards are decent. You know, like, I just, it, you're right, Chris, it's another year where you were expected to win the title, and this year didn't make the Final or at Four. at least go further, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that, and again, is Arkansas a joke of a team? No. Like, they had they had a hot run in the SEC, but um, I, I don't know. I'm with you. You got to do something to switch it up. And again, if you play in a harder conference, your, your win-loss record might not be as sexy, but you're right. The main thing is you'll get more tournament-tested. You'll be playing better teams on a more consistent basis as opposed to freaking kicking Loyola Marymount's ass twice a year and, like, Portland or, you know, schools that, like, they're not even making, like, the CIT tournament or the CBI. Like, these schools are, like, towards the mid-200s uh, out of 355. So it's like, again, you really aren't pushing yourself. And, yes, your offensive stats look nice, but – Again, are you tournament tested? And there is something to be said for 
a team like Arkansas or Texas Tech, who at certain times this year, they maybe lost three out of four, but at certain times this year, Texas Tech and Arkansas both won five out of six. And that's why they were able to go toe to toe with, you know, Duke and Gonzaga. Like, you know, they're, you're, when you're playing in a good conference, it elevates your play and it makes you more competitive team. And I'm with you. What, what more do you have to accomplish at this point right now? Um, I guess the perfect parallel is where I went to college, North Dakota State. Um, yeah. They were a, a D2 school who had been in a pretty good, powerful run, and then they've moved up a level. And they've been dominating that level, but it's like, you know, they're like, hey, we have nothing more to accomplish playing Division II football. Let's move up to 1AA. Now they've won about six or seven titles in the last eight years. So now they're looking to go up to D1, but that's the right mindset to have. You know, we, we're, we've continued to dominate our rank. Can we move up? Sure, let's do it. See, if you're Gonzaga, I'm, I'm sure conferences would love to have you too. Now, yes. obviously, they, I don't know if they have – obviously, they don't have a football team, and I'm not sure how strong their other athletic components are. But if we're talking money, you put Gonzaga – hell, even going to the Mountain West. Something like, a, a Mountain West is at least going to have three to four – now, they normally suck in the tournament, but you're going to a more competitive conference with more schools. It's more TV revenue. Yeah, you got to switch it up. Uh, or just yeah. go independent then and schedule your or, games all, yeah. you know what I mean? And schedule sure. just tough games then, you know, because they do a good job in the non-conference, but um, it's our scheduling. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe independent is the way to go. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, overall beyond that Thursday and some of that Friday, you know, it just got blowout basically written all over a lot of the games and, uh, and here we are, you know, Nova, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke. Any other items you want to talk about before we get into what we need to get into first is obviously number two, Duke, against number eight, North Carolina. I would just say I think Villanova's lucky to be there. I, I, obviously, I mean, I mean, you can say I'm crazy. Houston scored 44 points. But, shit, if, if those teams played again, Houston went one of 20 on threes. And obviously you can say, hey, they can't shoot the three for shit. Like, what are you talking about? But, man, a lot of those were good looks. Like, I think Villanova's lucky to sneak by Houston because Houston literally is like a Villanova, which is maybe some more bigs, and Villanova had a couple more shooters. But, man, that it was just – if you're a Houston fan, man, that's a tough pill to swallow because your team was one of 20 on threes and you lose by six. Like, damn. Like, obviously Duke won their way in. Carolina proved it. Kansas – destroyed Miami in the second half, but man, if you're Villanova, I, I, mean, don't, know got, luck, I don't know if luck is the thing, because they had to defend them, and like you said, they Houston could put up some points, they're not like a slow offense, and they, they held them up 44 points, you're right, you know, they, they did hold, you know, the three-pointers definitely is something, but I don't know if I'd use the word luck. Yeah, maybe, I if I'd be, if they played again, I'd be curious to see, just because I don't think Houston would ever shoot that bad again, but hey, nonetheless, Nova, gritty, tested tournament team. I mean, you want to talk about coaches, oh, you could have a, a crazy debate on who the best coaches remain in the tournament. But for like a, from a standpoint of the final four coaches, um, from a standpoint of coaches, like I think the last five years who've like covered, I think Jay Wright's like 18 and three covering the spread in like his last like 20. Uh, the guy's a remarkable coach nonetheless, but yeah. And that, they that, shot that, 30% from the field too. And let's, let's remember they actually shot a higher percentage. Um, from the field, barely. They both were under 30%, obviously 50-44, but they only went 5-21 as well. I mean, 
I don't know. Yeah, I just, it, the, the word luck, I'm not sure about that. But, yeah, you're right. Count your blessings, that's for sure. So, but, yeah, nonetheless, uh, the Villanova won. Again, you want to talk about a, a tournament-tested, proven team. That's that's definitely them. But, yeah. 15 so of 15 I'm, at the line, too. That's not luck. No. They're, they're the best free-throw shooting team in the country. I think mm. Carolina was best in the ACC, but – Villanova, the best free throw shooting team out of 355 teams, you're number one. That's a huge advantage um, for uh, just, it, yeah, huge advantage because a lot of teams, hell, even top top 100, coach probably happy with, but number one, holy shit. Uh, but so, so on Saturday night, again, I'll be more than uh, happy and going crazy. Um, the second game of the night is Duke Carolina. We'll, we'll start there first. That should again should tip off around eight o'clock central, barring a, a double overtime Kansas Villanova game. Who knows? Um, UNC opened up as a four and a half point dog. They've been bet down to four. So if you bet Carolina, you're getting four points. So Duke would have to win by five or more to cash your bet. Um, Duke is the more uh, skilled team. And Vegas is showing that. Um, if you look at the win losses this year, I mean, Duke beat, hell, they beat Gonzaga. Um, Duke had, Duke, on paper, Duke is a better team. But as we've seen for the past 100 matchups, it is a 50 50 coin flip. Um, I also think going into this game that Duke probably has a little more pressure on their shoulders. They're favored. This is Coach K's final run. Obviously, you know, the Duke Carolina pressure is building up. I, I, I think both teams are going to come out nervous. But just from an X's and O's standpoint, uh, Duke probably has um, the more skilled players, but if you look at Carolina, the way they've been playing, um, I think they've really gelled as a team. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, I'll throw it back to you, Chris. Um, they had a players-only meeting um, towards like probably three-fourths through the regular ACC season, and it's one of those times where and you hear a lot of teams do this on magical runs where it's like, hey, the players sat down, they cleared the air, uh, they, they called some people out, whatever had to occur. And since that moment, they've been on a good run. Um, and so I, I literally, it, it's a four point spread, but probably should be a coin flip. Either team can win this game. The pressure is going to be huge. Um, Carolina won at Duke. Duke won at Carolina. When Duke won at Carolina, they blew him out the water. When Carolina won at Duke, it was the Coach K's, uh, last game in Durham. Maybe the pressure got to him. Like, I, I think aside from the basketball itself, it'll be what player and what team can come out a little bit steady to kind of get that momentum going towards their side. Because I think the, the arena will be bouncing. The player is probably going to be nervous as hell. But it's like who can compose yourself to try to play a regular game once the butterflies get out and see what happens. Because I, I don't care about the spread. This is a coin flip 50-50 uh, game. It, it's going to be fun as hell. Um, but I, I, I'm just going to let you go. Cause I'm, I'm kind of running in circles. I'm getting anxious just thinking about it, brother. <laughs> well, the, probably the more talented team, we, we could take away that probably. Just well, they talent. are, they just are. Talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talent wise, Duke's clearly the most talented team in the, in the tournament coming sure. in, in my opinion, but now in the final four for sure. But as we know, you know, uh, you know, the fab five came back for a sophomore year, didn't get it done. I mean, there, there's numerous, uh, you know, you could you're just talk about Gonzaga. There's plenty of teams. We can talk about Kansas in, like, 97, you know, a team that I always look back at with Pierce and uh, Vaughn, Jacques Vaughn, and 
LaFriends. I mean, there, there's been plenty of talented teams. Kentucky um, with Wall oh. and, and uh, Boogie. Boogie. Like, there's been tons of teams that have been more talented. In the end, that doesn't always do it, of course, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think it's pretty close to where it should be, but I, but I agree it, it does feel like a pick em, you know, what is it, plus four. Now, yeah. I haven't pulled this out in a while, but according to ESPN's Oh, Basketball Lord. power index. Oh, good God. 68.4%. This is a walk in the park for the Blue Devils, I guess, like, according to them. Okay? Um, but, yeah, I mean, the rivalry so deep. I do agree with what you said about those first five, ten minutes. Oh. Um, that's crucial because there mm-hmm. could be something funky where someone's – up 14 to 5. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, hold on, dude. We got to get our shit together. We can't let this go anywhere. So it, it is going to be a lot of outside noise heading into this, obviously, and you got all week to soak that in, which is pretty crazy. Um, I do think being that the last game that they played against each other, it's not bulletin board material because it's not like, you know, I mean – I guess some people were mad that North Carolina didn't do anything for Coach K that night. But, I mean, that's that's to be expected. Sure. Um, but I think that does play it in a little bit. Like, we remember what you did there. But a lot of this stuff, they're trying to win a national championship, both, both teams. But in yeah. the end, I think there is a little – there's that edge. Had they have beaten them back-to-back, I'm not saying there wouldn't be an edge. Because, of course, there would be. But there is that, huh, you know, we're the better team, but we can't, you know, we can't act like, you know, we're the better team, per se. Defensively, Duke um, is not, you know, elite. They they have moments where they can be pretty damn good at it. Um, I do like how they've gone with um, the right, like a, a lineup that's going to work. Rather than worrying about, well, we got to get this guy who's going to get drafted in the lineup too. Um, you know, I think that actually is is a, a good call by Coach Gay. Um, Roach has been solid, you know, down the stretch. Um, there's other guys that are going to go higher than him, but you know, Coach K realized, hey, you know, we we got to do what we got to do. You know, we, we got to win this game, and um, you know, overall. I just, oh, man, this is a tough, like you said, it's close to a pick em. I'd agree with that. I think that they have enough focus on the little things, because that's what Duke needs to do is focus on the little things and be pretty damn good at a variety of stuff. And in the tournament, they have actually started knock, knocking down a fair amount of threes. They played better defense. Like I said, Texas Tech like you mentioned, was one of the hottest teams coming in, and they got through them. They, they've gone through the grinded-out teams and all that. So I think they've had a, a you know, a, a tough road, but that's not to take any way thing. You know, right away it was a tough road with Marquette, technically, on paper anyway. It wasn't sure. That, you know, once they uh, actually tipped the ball off. But, the you know, what what they had to go through North Carolina was, was a tougher route because it just started right away. It's like, Oh shit, here we go. We got to take on Marquette. Who's tricky. You know, we got Baylor, we got UCLA. Now you could say, well, they finally got a little break there. That's true. But that's like a first round. Then. 
Um, you know, it just came at a weird time. Um, but I'm going with the Duke Blue Devils um, to, to beat their arch rival in a, in a com- very competitive game that does come down to, I'm not going to say the last minute, but I think it'll be on the table at the five-minute mark for both squads. Well, I don't even have to well, Who are you going to pick? Like, uh, I wonder. <laughs> um, you want to just go to the next game? <laughs> I, I, I do think that um, I, I heard a good point made this week, and it's that uh, foul trouble could be a huge part of this game because neither of these teams are deep at all. Like, out of the Carolina teams, I've point. I'm sure for they've won a title, a lot of those like 05 or 09 or whoever, like they're normally eight deep. We're 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 Carolina's all barely seven deep, and same for Duke. So, will the officials let them play? If they don't, this game could get really interesting because again, Carolina's pretty much six men deep. Duke, and I'm not saying I follow them quite as closely as, but Coach K, they they don't got much of a bench either. Uh, Duke's uh, starting five. They have four five-star players and one four-star. Carolina's they got three five-stars. Like it, this, is pretty much this is a starting five on starting five game. And I hope for the sake of the game, like well, I mean, I hope Carolina gets some calls, but whatever. Uh, but it, it's pretty much going to be the players you see on the court are going to win it. There's not going to be, in theory, you probably you don't think there's going to be some guys going to come off the bench and drop twenty. So, for obviously, for uh, Carolina, Baycott, their center has got to stay out of foul trouble. And in the first game, well, both games we played Duke, no one could really guard Manic on Duke. And in the games that we've played from our standpoint, we've had trouble guarding that A.J. Griffin and that Ranchero. So, uh, it's going to be a back-and-forth chess match. I, I'm praying to God my boys win. Um I, even if I just, I don't know, I'm going to be super excited. I can't wait. I'm just, I've been nervous this whole podcast talking about the game. So I can't imagine in about 70 hours from now, what it would be like watching it, but I hope the Tar Heels get it done. Breaking be, news. This just in Marshall is picking his North Kakalaka Tar Heels. Yes. Uh, and it's funny. I just clicked on ESPN just, uh, just, uh, just to look at it and said, Eric church, cancels sold out concert to attend unc duke final four showdown it's not <laughs> even basketball funny. it's that an elite country singer is canceling a show to go watch it's like good for him and he he's got the bankroll to do it so <laughs> he he's not one of those guys going to be paying 800 dollars to go sit in those please and try to scrape in that the door that sucks for the, the they, he better it's a postponed it's got to be so he just it, straight up canceled the thing and, hurt, the, and the city didn't get it yeah what the hell dude what's going and, on i'm sure it's postponed yeah, yeah, and so it's funny. So the night I went on Twitter, I was like, man, I want to look at ticket prices just for the fun of it. And I saw this one girl uh, tweet. She's like, man, I bought tickets for Bad Bunny last year. So I, do I go to the Bad Bunny concert or go to UNC Duke? They're on the same night. I'm like, I want to know without – I guess Bad Bunny is a very popular singer, but it's like, oh, my God. So if you got to think about that, come on. Now, you can't say you're a Duke Carolina fan if you're going to go to – a bad bunny concert over this, but hey, you know, teach okay, girls. We, so we've gone off the tracks. <laughs> bad enough you brought up an elite country western star. But now we're, we're now we're going further in this. Let, let's stop. Let's Villanova, Kansas, Blue Blood Central. Villanova in the last chunk of years has joined the Blue Bloods. Um, obviously, and obviously, you know, we know why. Um, you know, head to head, unfortunately, but. Um, you know, the, 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 the Nova squad is not 
and I guess you could say this about almost every squad this year, but it just it's it's it has a lot of the similarities of how they play, and they got the point guard, and they got this, and they got that, and, and it's a good it's in the final they're in the final four, right? But it's still it just I don't know. There's I don't I'm not, it's hard to say there's something missing because they made the final four. But it's just not the – I don't know. There's still something I'm scratching my head. They beat Providence twice. One of them, you know, was at the end of the year. Um, and I think someone sat out, that guard who had the hurt rib. Um, but they've come on down the stretch of the season, no doubt about it. They obviously belong to be here. I'm not trying to say that. But I don't know. Whereas Kansas, you know, they got the point guard. They got the swing man. They got the big. They got, you know, it seems like – they have the parts to advance um, in this game a little more on paper. Now, look at this, man. We might as well break it out. According to ESPN's Basketball Power Index, Villanova is favored 51.3 to 48.7. That is a pick What says you about this matchup, man? Because I'm kind of going back and forth. I, I my first gut was like, I think Kansas is going to win. But that scrappy Nova team, I don't know. They're just – it's hard to pick against them too. Where were you at with this one? Um, I obviously – Villanova is the one team I kind of don't ever cheer for in the Big East. I don't follow them quite as closely as like Providence or anyone else or St. John's. But um, Do we I want do, a segment on that? Why or no? I, I, I do know that a lot of people have made a big deal out of Justin Moore – um, God, there was a handful of minutes left in that uh, Villanova-Houston game, and the guy popped his Achilles. Like, that's a that's a bad beat. Um, again, w- where does he fit in in the Nova offense? I don't know. But when you hear almost every media outlet talking about how it's a huge blow to the team, like, that does suck. And especially, I mean, the guy was just trying to, like, jab, step, and drive, and it just popped like that. That's awful. I totally spaced that, too. And yeah, I, I remember you, seeing that play. Yeah, and I think the dude averages like 12 or 13 points a game and six boards, and he's like one of their key starters. Like that, you know, that's awful. That You just hate seeing that because I don't know. But um, obviously no one's going to feel sorry for him. Like Kansas is going to want to win. So um, I will say I think that – I think to summarize what you're saying, I think Kansas is the better team on paper and on the court. But this is a Kansas team who over and over and over again – has found ways to lose games in March they shouldn't. I think that, you know, it's interesting that ESPN BPI has them favored because Kansas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in Vegas. So Vegas thinks Kansas should win. The injury doesn't help. Um, I would say the positives you have for Villanova is you're the best free-throw shooting team in the tournament, and I'm just, they got a better coach. Like, Jay Wright has done his thing. He's got some titles. Kansas, with Bill Self, has gone to the tournament for like the past like 32 years. They have one title. They've been a ten. They've been a one seed ten times. They have one title, and that was from Coach Cal and his boys not shooting free throws. So, would it surprise me for Kansas, who is a favored better team, to lose? Absolutely not. I think you have a, a slight coach edge advantage. Um, you, the players don't have an advantage, but you maybe I think Villanova probably plays a better defense than Kansas. So. I think this game also is a coin flip because I, I trust the Villanova defense and the coach against a KU team. But if that KU team, and Chris, free throws. and free throws, but if that Kansas team that came out and ran 
comes out like they did against Miami second half. If we see that squad, I don't think Nova can beat them because Villanova is more of a half court set. Let's slow the game down. Let's keep it in the sixties. Hit our, we're going to run it. We're going to jack off threes. We're going to kind of run our set motion offense. Um, I think that Kansas is the better team, but I can't, I cannot go out and pick them to win a game because they've done it so many times. So I'm going to take Jay Wright and Villanova to get the job done. Even with the injury, I think they find a way. And yes, free throws are huge. I know, and I don't know the final tally, but it, just to start out when Kansas played uh, Miami this past weekend, Kansas started out shooting four of 13 from the line or it was four 11 or four of 13. Like, if free throws matter and you're jacking up at a 30% clip and the team you're playing is shooting mid to high 80s, probably at worst, that can be a huge differential. So I'm taking Nova. I just can't take Kansas in a, in a huge clutch game in March. Yeah, I, and a lot of what you just said is what's got me all, you know, freaked sure. out. Uh, or not freaked out, but just stuck. I'll definitely admit it just kind of stuck, but I am going to go with Kansas uh, to get the job done. So Kansas and Duke for me in North Carolina. Oh, that's cool. We're on opposites. Nova, North Carolina. Well, I'll let you, uh, you know, do the, uh, the, the sure. championship pick. I, I do think for – I and th- this kind of has that miracle and ice thing to me, but, I, but I, uh, although the USA did win – I think whoever wins the Duke Carolina game, I think you, I think you might come down from a high and it might drain you. I, I know we're again getting like mental psychology and stuff, but I think whoever wins that game, they might just be too flat to come out and put up another huge That's performance. That's a fair point. That's a very fair. Point. You know, sports uh, so is mental. I, yeah, and I mean, wh- whichever team wins, you're going to be like, that's going to be one of the biggest wins, like in your school's history, you know, in all those players' histories. Like, that's a huge game. So I think that whoever wins that game, that's going to feel like a championship. And then you have to get back up for a team who, you know, okay, whatever, you know, so I'm going to, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Well, uh, God, no, the two of those bastards. Um, but I would, I would, if, if I'm in Vegas, I would bet. You're not no, picking I'm, with your heart? I'm, I'm picking. I'm picking the Tar Heels to win the national title. I think they beat Duke and beat Nova, but okay. it'll be. Will they be able to recover from the mental high of beating Duke, or would Duke be able to recover from mental high? You know, so I'm taking Carolina to win. I just think it'll be a very hard bounce back spot. As weird as they saying bounce back in a national title game, but man, that's going to be such a drama, emotional game. How do you recover mentally <coughs> in the span of what? Uh, 30, 38 hours, 20, 48 hours, whatever, like, you know, but, uh, yeah, so I'll take Carolina to win it all, but, man, it's going to be a hard bounce back for whichever team wins the the Durham-Tobacco-Road battle. Very true, very true, and I'm going Duke. I'm going Dukey. Um, I just think that they've gotten some stuff figured out minorly enough because that's all they really need to do is just tweak some stuff. Like I said, his lineups have been not way different, but – and it's not just, oh, he's gone with a hot hand or anything, but he's gone with, you know, play it like that guard, that short little guard. It's just been really solid. And so I, I think this will be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be like, because uh, I have Kansas, so I think it'll be like both teams in the 70s. Um, 
maybe that's not a crazy high scoring game, but I think it's fairly high in the national championship. So I'm going to say like 77 to 74, the blue, uh, the, the blue, the Duke blue devils, uh, do, well, you know, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories out, you know, on, uh, on college hoops Twitter right now that this whole thing is set up for coach K and that they're going to do it. And it's like, well, I mean, I think a lot of that is ridiculous, but, um, but yeah, I mean, ratings wise, Kansas and Duke would be silly. Let's just be honest. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. No, it is on TBS, you know, so we talked about that the other day. And obviously this is going to be, I mean, Nova and Kansas have, you know, have name brand Kansas already, but like we said, Nova in these last seven, eight years or whatever. And then obviously the North Carolina Duke thing, that is going to be a ratings uh, bonanza. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with Duke in the story tale ending for Coach K in his last season. And then he's going to announce on the court, I'm coming back for another one. F everybody. <laughs> but I'm going to do it with the Minnesota Gophers. That will be the difference. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm going to go Duke to, uh, to as much as my co-host doesn't like it. I'm going Duke to tear down those nets. Not, not cut them. They're going to tear them down. Well, as, uh, even if Duke beats us, I, I'll be able to live with that after a week or two. But uh, they can't win the title. So Villanova or Kansas would have to get the job done. Because if, if they beat us, so be it. I, I can swallow that. But if they were to win, they would match us on rings. And Coach K goes out of the sunset with a ring after beating us. Good God. I, for once in my life, I'd have to cheer like crazy for Nova or Kansas. And I hope that doesn't happen. But I, I'd be ready. I, I'd be ready to go saying rock chalk. <laughs> so... On that note, it's going to be a very festive or depressing show when we come back. It's going to, it's going to be something else because there's going to be a storyline for This my is side. a tough week for you as far as the blue bloods that you hate. I mean, all you have to do is put Kansas in this thing. I mean, does UCLA really threaten you? I mean, obviously, I have, they, by far and away, they have the most titles. But Yeah. Um, but you had Kentucky in this mix, and that's about it. Otherwise, these are all the teams you hate. I know, I know. I, I, I used, I'm actually, I don't, I don't mind you. I kind of like the UCLA team. They're kind of a fun team. But yeah, Duke is my most hated. Nova is my most hated in the Big East, and KU is right behind Duke for most. Literally, my three most hated teams in the country. I'm sure I'm missing one, but, but all, I just someone's got to stop Coach K. If it ain't us, for one time, Nova or Kansas, do your part. So on that note, it's going to be a very, very fun podcast when we come back, when we, when we hear our voices again. There's going to be uh, a lot of emotion one way or the other, and uh, I cannot wait to join you all next week. Thanks for the support. The boys are out. I'm going to start mentally preparing myself and keep doing my healthy cleanse because Saturday is going to be a, a wild, wild day. On that note, we're out tonight. Peace.